This is Giants Amongst Us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sunday, the last day for a fun day. That's what some would say. So I hope this finds you in good spirits. We've got another one for you today. Nate joins us and he's got a story to tell. Nate, at an early age, was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. And because of his condition, he found himself prescribed and eventually dependent and addicted to those painkillers for 13 years, 13 years, till finally he decided out of his own accord to cut out that poison himself, cold turkey, which might not always be a good idea, but for him, it worked. And once that happened, he found that his quality of life improved, that is, his creativity opened back up. Because Nate's a musician, he grew up around music. His father was a guitarist, and he wears a lot of hats when it comes to creating and making music. Nate also had a bout with lung cancer and survived that. He's been tried and tested, but he's still keeping on with the keeping on. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is Nate and his story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We've got another story. We have another guest, and today we're joined by Nate. Nate, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. You could have been anywhere. You could have been doing anything, but you, uh, you're here with us to uh, share a little bit about your story and about yourself. So appreciate you and your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For starters, uh, if you don't mind sharing with us a little bit about where you're from and, and how it was for you growing up. I'm from Wisconsin. I've kind of been raised around the area, bounced around a little bit when I was a kid, Minnesota, Wisconsin, but always from this part of the Midwest. Um, was raised in a music-loving family. Uh, my dad is a was a guitar player, and my mom sang around the house all the time. Um, so I just grew up loving music, and turned out I, I was a guitar player. <laughs> Um, but then like around the age of eight, I kind of started slowing down. Uh, I have muscular dystrophy, so things kind of got a, a bit rough. They still are, but, but I manage. Is that something that developed or were you were born with? Um, I, when I was younger, I was able to run and, and do a lot of stuff, but around the age, like eight or nine, I started slowing down quite a bit. Um, my mom noticed me changing the way I walk and then not running as much and I would complain about my legs hurting. Um, so yeah. And then it's just kind of been downhill from, from that age, but I'm still up and walking around. I just, I have to use a cane these days. Mm-hmm. Is it mo- mainly your, your lower body? It's all my muscles, Oh, ev- wow. every muscle. So like trying to raise my arms above my head or just like, brushing my teeth, like simple stuff. Yeah. Uh, growing up and as it, as it progressed, how, you know, how did it affect you? I'm sure in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like through school, um, you know, the other kids would make fun of me and then like, I, they put me on prednisone when I was younger. So I kind of ballooned up, got kind of chunky. So making fun of me for that and the way I walked and I mean, but that like, whatever, like kids are, Kids are kids. They're mean. Right. 
you get over that after high school. And, but, um, other than that, like, you know, I just did the best I could. I was still able to do quite a bit. Um, up until like my early twenties, I was still skiing and riding motorcycles, um, that kind of thing. And then, uh, just it got worse after that. I was doing, I was playing in bands too, up until 2012 or 2013. And then that got to be too much, like playing live. I, you know, you go out, you play three hour show, you know, like three sets that are each an hour. And then you have to set up and tear down. And by the end of the night, I was so exhausted and it got to the point where I, I couldn't bend over to set up the guitar pedals anymore and then get back up. So at that point I was, I was just done <laughs> with the live stuff anyway. Yeah. There's really nothing you can do to, uh, besides, I don't know if it's pain medication or, or whatever it is that you're taking, like anything else that you can do to help with the pain. I did pain medication for th- 13 years or so. And it was a horrible experience. Um, it made everything worse. Like it kind of, I think it eventually amplified the pain. I was just, I became way more sensitive to it. And then you build this huge tolerance, right. Um, to, to the pills and the doctors, like when they first started, they're like, Oh, here, here's some Oxycontin. Let's just, here's 80 milligrams. Just you know, take that. Oh, you're falling asleep. Well, here's, here's some Ritalin, you know, wow. like, oh yeah. And so, you know, I had this nice cocktail of the Valium, the Ritalin and the Oxycontins, the Vicodins and, and that really messes with you after a while. And I don't know, I was, I was really unhappy. I struggled with a lot of depression through, through those years. That seems to be, I don't, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but it seems like a lot, a lot of people have had that, that uh, experience, say with, with an accident or whatever it is that the doctors right away, they're quick to just put, put you on the meds and push that on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they definitely used to be. I think they're kind of coming around now to where they're not throwing as much painkillers at it. And they do suggest a little more like homeopathic type stuff or like physical therapy, um, which I do that and I do acupuncture. Like there's a lot of stuff I do now to combat it and, and stay off of all those. Um, the only thing I do use is cannabis, which is a godsend. Okay. Uh huh. What what is, what what are the laws in, in Wisconsin? Is it, um, like (laughs) recreational or medicinal or it's still verboten? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm surrounded by legal states. Michigan, it's legal. Minnesota just legalized it. Illinois, it's legal. And it's ridiculous that it's still illegal here. We don't even have medicinal here. That's crazy how you can um, cross a line and then all of a sudden it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How how about how about yeah, when you were when, when you were thirteen <laughs> years on pain meds? Did you did you find yourself during that time addicted to it? I know you built you said you built the tolerance, but I mean that's a long run. Oh yeah, yep. You can't you can't go. You, I think even a short term people have trouble getting addicted to them, and you're, there's the physical and the mental um, addiction part of it, right? So like 
if you go off of them, then you, you start to feel sick because you're going through the withdrawals. And then, I mean, yeah, it's a tough, slippery slope. So, but yeah, I was definitely addicted to them. How did you manage or eventually find your way off of them? Or at least, you know, not using them as much. Um, I actually ended up going cold turkey off of them. Just, I was running out early every month because I would take, you know, more than I was supposed to because that's the only way you get any relief. And then you run out a week early and the doctors are because like, yeah. Because of that tolerance, right? Yeah. Yep. And then they, mm-hmm. they don't want to give you pills early. So, you know, I had finally had just, I had had enough and just gave it up. I was like, I'll do something else. And I, the longer I was off of them, I, I started feeling better and better, more energy and wanted to do more things. I wasn't depressed or as depressed. So, and then that got better and actually pretty happy most of the time now. So you didn't experience any, any, um, withdrawals or, or like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I did a lot of actually, um, about eight months of, I mean, there's like the first, you go through the first couple of weeks and like, that's the rough part. But then I I still had a lot of sleepless nights and sweating. And I I think the half-life of those drugs, like if they stay in your body for quite a while, even. So I, I, you know, I had some like, like the depression and sleep issues, sweating and like hot and cold type of, like I'd be hot and sweating and then cold and it was no fun. It's pretty much like you have to be willing to go through that hell, right? Because, I mean, I, you hear a lot of people, I don't know, maybe you've come across people also that they, they have an addiction. It can be from for an opiate or whatever, and they're in a place where they feel like it is impossible. Their body craves it so much that it's impossible to get off of it. But you went cold turkey um, I know everybody's case is different, but it's really, what do you think? Like, how, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's just that it's up to the individual if they're willing to go through that hell in order to um, find some relief or release from the beast? Yeah, I I probably did it the wrong way. I probably should have had help from the doctors and, and weaned down, but I, I was so done with like Western medicine like I just I wanted nothing to That's do with right. any doctors at that point. I just just wanted them to leave me alone and take care of it myself. And so we, my wife, you know, started feeding me supplements and vitamins, and you know, getting me outside more. And it's like you became your own healthcare provider, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and then it's funny you say that because in 2016. I was diagnosed with lung cancer and the the doctors were asking me like about what I was on. And I was like, Oh, well I'm on, um, cannabis oil. And they're like, Oh, who prescribed that? And I raised my hand. I'm like, yeah, we did. I did. Yeah. (laughs) Meet meet my wife, Dr. (laughs) Angie. (laughs) So. Did you guys, you and your wife, both, uh, both of you just start doing like a lot of research on your own to try to figure out how to, how you like how you put it? You were just done with Western medicine and looking for any kind of alternative. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and we'd been, you know, kind of working on a lot of that stuff throughout the years. Um, I, we kind of designed our life to 
to suit us and my disability. Uh, we, we started a um, business in 2007 designing websites. And then she does, she was doing virtual administration at the time. And then, which that's now turned into, um, like digital marketing and just, it's just a whole big, big thing now that we support our life with. So we did that. And then the whole like acupuncture and the supplements and vitamins and exercise like that, all just, it fits and works well for us. Right. If I could go, go back a little bit, just so when, when you were, you know, when you were taking, uh, the painkillers, the way you were during that that thirteen years, how how was? Yeah, I know it affects it affects the body in a lot of different ways, mentally, physically, uh, all of the side effects included. But did you were you still able to on the medication and taking the painkillers? Were you still able to uh, function the way you are today, or were you able to function, you know, in a good capacity, w- whether it was playing music or or uh, living your life? I think I functioned the best I could at the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I did. I was still making music and doing the band thing and writing music at home. But I don't know. I mean, I functioned, but I don't know how how well. Maybe not as as clear as now, or without purpose. Maybe like I didn't have the same purpose as I do now. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. It's a good good question. And you've always been a, a musician, like that's been your gig from the rooter to the tutor. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Um, I I wasn't a musician until my teens when I got a guitar. But from my earliest memories are are about music, pretty much. Um, like running home after school and putting on a Beatles forty five. You know, when I would get home, I'd listen to um, I'm Down. And then on the flip side, I think was Ticket to Ride. And I would just listen to that and all my other 45s that I had. Some vinyl. Yes. Oh. You have any record stores in, in your area that you can you can frequent? And, uh, there were. I used to go uh, to Minneapolis quite a bit and, and dig through the records, but now online is is my music store. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and I, and I, still, I still buy vinyl occasionally. Um, I actually have a big shelf behind me filled with vinyl so it's really a different sound it has that warm sizzle when the needle hits a beautiful thing i have a a record player it's all broken i need to get a new needle for it and um (laughs) but once i do uh, yeah it'd be nice to listen to listen to some records again yeah for sure i it's kind of an experience i i like to put the record on and i mean you got the artwork and you flip it over on the back, you can see all the people that worked on the album and the song titles and the artwork. It's, that stuff's so cool. Right. Yeah. I really, I really like the fact that, I mean, not that you had to go through what you what you went through, but that you were willing to try. I guess maybe it was just out of desperation also. Sometimes it desperate times call for desperate measures to where you're looking for something other than um pain kills or medication mm-hmm. because it's really not doing anything. But like you said, I guess it was almost escalating the, the problem. Mm-hmm. And you found now you, you also said acupuncture you're doing. How has how that, how has that been for you? Acupuncture? I love it. I do it every week. Um, it helps. My, I, 
I don't know if this is my opinion, but I, I feel like when I do acupuncture regularly, I don't get colds or flu. So the immune system, everything. Yes. Yep. The immune system, it helps my energy, my mood, my, my moods changed quite a bit since um, wow. I started acupuncture in I think 2015. So it was a couple of years after the got off the painkillers. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, my mood has improved drastically. And you have somewhere local that you can have that yep, done? Uh, she's like 10, 10 miles from my house. So, um, but what I was going to say is like the two times that I've, I've kind of slipped off the acupuncture wagon, so to speak, um, right. I, I got COVID. So, mm. so I, I'm not saying that it cures COVID or keeps you from getting sick, but it's like, I wasn't doing my acupuncture regularly and then I got COVID, (laughs) but I also, I did also go to a flaming lips concert one time. So that was, that was probably why. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you, you got to enjoy yourself at the same time, right? It's the, the lead singer of the flaming lips was in a bubble the whole concert. Now I know why. Was he? (laughs) Yeah. Well, not the whole show, but he he comes out a literal bubble. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a, bubble filled with air and it's like this plastic bubble and he sings inside of it. And, and then, um, oh, they used wow. to, used to walk out on the crowd with it, which was the bubble boy. You have to check it out. He did it. They actually did a whole concert with the entire audience was in bubbles too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I was just watching. I don't know if he was in a bubble, but it, it has nothing to do with the music. But just because you mentioned a bubble and being in, in something that's encapsulated, but it was like a documentary about David Blaine when he was, um, um, sure. I don't know if he put himself in ice or he was, whatever it was, but he was encapsulated. And so that, I don't know why that came to mind, but that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but now. Yeah, those guys yeah, are cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. I'm, I'm curious as to how that how that looks in real time. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Wayne Coyne running around out on top of the audience. How often did you say with the acupuncture you do? You said once every. I go every Thursday. Okay. Or Friday, so every week. I'm curious as to how that works out. Are they are they hitting mainly the pressure points, or or are they like putting it all over your body? It's yeah, so it's all over my body. She'll start on my head and go down my back. Get some of my hands and my arms and my legs, um, but she's hitting the Chinese uh, meridians or energy points. Um, okay, and and it's all about your the flow of your energy and your chi. Probably massacring the explanation of it, but <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I hear what you're saying. That's very that's very important. I guess what it does is, I mean, I'm I'm not an expert on it, but I I read a little bit about it, and that's why I was I was kind of curious as to as to how that works. But um, I guess it it's supposed to release, like how you said, the chi it releases the energy uh, at yeah. certain points that yeah. it's it's kind of clearing the junk and the toxicity. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's super relaxing. She'll put the needles in and and she'll walk out of the room, and I'm out within five minutes usually. Wow. Sometimes I'm even I'm even asleep before she leaves the room. It's that like Zen. For how me. long? How long are the sessions? An hour, from the time I go in and she starts putting needles in to the time that I walk out. Man, I might have to experience that once in my life. Oh yeah, you should try it. 
you should try it for sure. Especially if you said it, I mean, just in, in general, like just a, a, a from detoxing your body. Cause I mean, the, we are, we're surrounded by chemicals all day long. We don't even have to be oh, a, yeah. a smoker or a drinker. You step outside. If you're in the city, you, you get into pollution. We're, we're bombarded yeah. by it. And especially in the, the foods and depending on your diet. Is that, has that also been something that you added to the mix? Like you said, supplements and vitamins to help you with your pains? Yeah. Diet. I, I do notice like if I eat a lot of sugar or more carbs, I'm definitely more inflamed. I'm horrible about staying away from them mm-hmm. though. Yeah, yeah. Because I like food. I love uh-huh. food. So, but I mean, if you can do other things yeah. like what it seems you're doing to combat it, I, I guess it's it, it's easier said than done. My wife and I, we always talk about it. Also, it's like the moderation, right? I mean, you can indulge in the mm-hmm. things, but sometimes it's just the moderation. Know when to know when to tell yourself you've had enough, but when it tastes so good, mm-hmm. sure. Um, I, I think when it comes to self-care, I, I don't know that you can <laughs> really have enough. Like you should yeah. do as much as you can, and and I think that helps. I, I want to mention another really fun thing that I, that I've done is a float tank, and it's it's a it's like a um, not a deprivation uh, sensory deprivation chamber, but kind of because you lay down in water that's body temperature, and it's like really really salty water so you're you're very very buoyant and you you float super easy and then you close the door of the tank and it's mostly dark and your ears are underwater so it is a little bit of sensory deprivation but like the the salt i think removes toxins from your body and it's super relaxing that's cool that's cool that you mentioned that because i i've actually done that with my wife first i i was looking into something to do for because she has a, a lot of issues like with her spine, with her neck. Um, she's had multiple surgeries. So that was one thing that I looked up to, like, you know, just a bit of uh, health and wellness and some self-care. And so I got her um, a gift card so she can do it and just enjoy it on her own. And, and then the next time around, I guess she liked it so much. She's like, we got to do it together. So then they had, they actually had like a, a room where they have some nice music that, that they play. And like you said, you're just floating. And uh, I guess we, I I, want to, if I remember correctly, I think even your ears are submerged in the water too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it it was about a 45 minute session or maybe even an hour. That's so cool. And it was a beautiful thing. The ones I did, I think were an hour too. Like I I loved it. It was very cool. Put on some Pink Floyd and float or Brian Eno. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so w- was it? Um, w- were you able to play your own music, or you just brought your own? Yeah, uh, speaker? I think so. I think that a, I think that a, a Bluetooth setup in there, because I I remember listening to very distinctly listening to Brian Eno music for airports. Oh wow! Okay, you didn't put a request in. It was just something that they had on. It was either they had that on, or I played it through my phone. I want to say I played it through like my phone or something. Now, how about a, a like a isolation tank? You ever plan on doing something like that? Um, probably not. I mean, that's like as close as I would want to get. Is is that? Uh, it's funny. <laughs> we were just talking about um, a studio in Minneapolis that has it's an acoustic chamber, and it's I I want to say it's like the quietest place in the world, 
and like people can only stand to be in there for 45 minutes because you're hearing your heartbeat and your breath and like you can eventually hear your nervous system or something crazy and people are like let me out let me out yeah 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 that's got to be something um that that could really put you on a trip too if you're (laughs) if you're not careful yep for sure like I always hear my ears ringing, but I couldn't imagine how loud they'd be ringing inside a perfectly quiet room. Yeah, yeah that that was something I was curious as to do, but uh, like the floating in the water, that was a that was a, a real cool thing. You've done that one time, or or do you? Also- I've done that multiple times. Okay, we fi- we finally got a hot tub a couple of years ago, and that was the best uh, investment we've ever made. Wow! How about like a um. A spa, a little... Oh, like a sauna? Yeah, there sauna. you go, a sauna. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, actually the same place that has the float tanks. We go there occasionally and do a sauna together, my wife and I. That's good quality time. Yeah, for sure. Anytime you're naked yeah. together is quality time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... Yes. Yeah, so over there, um, I don't know how it is. I, I guess most saunas are like that, Uh Right, because I know in in Germany it's kind of a, of a more open thing for people to for the nudity. So I, the sauna, sure. Yeah, the- these were these were actually the the saunas were like a two person. You know, it's like a room, and then there's a sauna inside there. So it was totally private. Oh, like we okay. just lock the door, go in, and they had a little TV. We watched Netflix and just hang out or listen to music for an hour, and then sweat a bunch and get out. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a sauna facility, I guess you could call it, or a sauna house not too far from where we live at. And a couple of mm-hmm. times my wife and I went and it's like a bit, you you walk in, there's a huge pool you can um, you can dip in. Then there's like a different rooms with different, uh, like a variation in the heat, you know, so, some are hotter than others. And then there's also like a, a little cold dipping pool where the, the water is ice cold. You can get in there, showers, there's like oh, lounge cool. chairs. So yeah. it's pretty much like a whole in-house thing with multiple rooms. And, um, but everybody's walking around in the nude. It's like, <laughs> you oh, know, great. I don't know if it's like that. I know <laughs> cool. there's sauna houses in the States, but I don't know, maybe there's some that are nudity and there's other ones where you have to cover up until you get in the room and then you can kind of, if you want to let them hang, you can let them hang. But <laughs> Yeah, that, that was something different the first time. I was like, well, I guess, you know, when in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. We've been to um, some hot springs where it was nudity allowed after after dark. There's one out in Colorado, but we we ended up leaving. The, uh, we wanted to stay, but like the bus was coming and we had to go. So, yeah. But, yeah. How'd you how'd you like it? Oh, I love hot springs. They're great. We we went to uh, Glenwood Hot Springs quite a bit um, over the last like ten years or so, and that's that's out in Colorado, up in the mountains. Yeah, I've got to do that. And there's a couple other ones up there that we like. Yeah, definitely. If you have some out there in Germany, go for yeah, it. Yeah, or even because we were. I'm originally from California, and um, my mom, she was mm-hmm. even telling me, I think in, in Mexico, there's a, a couple not too far from where she was born at over there. But I'm sure even in, you know, where there, there's a lot of different areas in the States, and we just had came back from holidays. So we were just visit, visiting family, um, and we got back May 10th, May 11th. So we just got back, actually. We had a nice little two weeks out there. So it, it was good to see family. Nice. So... um. That's awesome. That's also something that I like to do. So you're bringing up some real good, real good points or some things I have to 
involve myself. I think anybody listening, that like you said, self care, you can never go wrong with that. For sure. Yep. And in, and how long has it been? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I asked you that or if you mentioned it. I, I might have missed it, so forgive me. But how long have you been off of? Uh, you said it was thirteen years that you were on the on the meds and the painkillers. How long has it been since you kind of weaned off of it and, and been doing? Um, it was your, your about own. ten years ago. It was I think two thousand thirteen that I got off the pain meds completely. And feeling you said a whole lot better since. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, it's still been like, I, I would say mentally I'm, I'm feeling a lot better, but right. in that 10 years I've actually gone downhill with my strength. Yeah. Like I used to be able to get up off the floor if I fell down. Now I can't do it by myself. Wow. So I have to have someone help me get my butt up onto a stool and then I can kind of shoot myself up and crawl up a, um, like a stepladder yeah. type of deal. So pretty much anything that's going to be physical that you, you're having issues with, like say getting out of bed or, or, or yeah, getting out of a chair. Yep. No, um, I like, we don't go out to eat so much anymore. If we do, we have to sit at a, like at the, at the bar or a high top table because it's really hard for me to lean on the table and then get up. Like I can't just, get up off out of the chair. Yeah. So like sitting at my desk now, I have a um, stepladder that sits next to my desk all the time. So I could just lean over and crawl up that. Or I have on my couch, I have a, a it's called a couch cane and it just kind of sits under the couch. And then there's a part that sticks up that I can lean on and help myself get up easier. In your arms, you really, there's really no strength, like say to push up. I, I can do a little bit. Like I have some strength, but push your body. Yeah. Up. It's, it's getting worse and worse. If, if I exercised more, I, I would be a lot better off, but I, like, I struggle with that because I don't have energy to exercise and then it hurts to exercise. Yeah. So it's, it's this like, if I do too much, it'll put me down for a day or two. And then like, I'm trying to write and mm -hmm. record music and, you know, be with my family and like do these, just live my life. And it's hard when you're, you're tapped out right. all the time. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I, a couple of times a week I'll, I'll do my marching and some push ups on the counter and it's not enough. I need to, I need to do more. So kind of kick my own ass mm -hmm. on that one. <laughs> It's interesting that you said, despite all of that, your mental health, you're still in a good place with that. I'm just thinking, like, if I were to be in that in that situation and say, you know, I'm, I'm not as abled as a body as I am now, um, how, how would I be taken? And like, you know, just the fact of depression or, you know, the frustration and that kind of thing. Do you do you battle with that often or you're doing pretty good? Yeah. I mean, I, for the most part I do good, but I mean, I still have bad days and, right, you know, yeah. sometimes it'll be a bad week or, you know, whatever, but I, I know that it's not going to last. Like it's just this temporary mindset and I, I try to keep, you know, a positive mental attitude as much as I can. And how about the, doing the music? Is that a, is that a sense of, um, you know, that puts you in a good place. Yeah, that, that helps me a lot, actually. I mean, it gives me something to concentrate on and to look forward to. 
like releasing my music and it's not like I, like I don't really care if I get a ton of listens or, you know, like not trying to get famous. I just trying to write some good songs and you know express myself, create, uh, yeah. express myself as an artist and, and create. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. That's what I was built for. that or, or share with we talked um, a bit offline before we started recording about everything that you're involved with and things that you're doing all the instruments that you play like you might sure. you might share some of that with us sure um so like i kind of give a little history like 20 some years ago i was playing in a band with my friends and we recorded an album and like you know i just i had the bug early on i, I played in bands for up until 2012 or 13 or so about the same time I got off the prescription pills. And then, um, you know, once I quit playing live, I'm just like, what do I, what do I do with my, my musical self now? So I just was kind of tossing around ideas all the time and recording stuff at home. And, um, after I had recovered from cancer, we're like, well, we had an opportunity to, uh, rent a place in town and and i put a recording studio in the basement my wife had a yoga studio upstairs so i was working with other artists and recording my own music and i did an album called phoenix of tragedy i put that out did all the played all the instruments except for drums on that one there was a like i programmed drums on most of the songs but there was like three or four that i had my buddy come in and play on um, so I played the guitars. Yeah. Are they all available? Is that available on uh, Spotify or yep, YouTube? On, on all the streaming services. Um, and my artist name is Nathaniel Rowland. Um, Nathaniel Rowland. Yep. Can you spell it? Can you spell it? Um, N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L-R-O-L-A-N-D. And, okay. Got it. Um, and, and, and just because I was... I was fascinated. I was blown away. Like you're pretty much the one man band. It sounds like, like what, what are all the instruments and yourself taught to top it off? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had, for the most part, I had some lessons when I was younger. Um, and I did go to music school for a little bit. Um, I did like some recording school and then a little bit of guitar school. But other than that, um, all self-taught that album you mentioned. Um, now what was the name of it again? Phoenix of Tragedy. There you go. And that you played most of the instruments on it. Can you kind of just list off yeah. some of the instruments on, you... On that album, I played um, bass guitar, acoustic guitar, and electric guitar, um, and a bunch of keyboards. Um, on my new album, 
that's coming out this summer. Um, I have like, I played melodica auto harp. Um, what else did I play on there? Programmed all the drums on the new one. Wow. Um, and sing. And I sing too. Wow. Yeah. I really got to check out what you're doing. Um, that's a feat in itself. Now, are there any of the like instruments that your baby, you know, one that you really enjoy playing or is it, they all have their own special charm? Um, guitar. I started playing guitar when I was, uh, 14 or 15. My dad was a guitar player, like a really, really good guitar player. Um, and so like that was a lot of my inspiration, I think behind becoming a musician and did he teach you or you just grew up watching Um, him and picked it up? I grew up watching him. And then by the time he got me a guitar was right around the time that he passed away. Um, so like he did, he, he showed me one chord and, and that was all he got to teach me before he died. So, but I picked it up after that. He baptized you with that one chord. Yes. Yep. Baptized in A major. <laughs> you play mainly by ear or you do both read, read notes and ear. I don't, I don't read. I, I know a little bit of th- like music theory and I, I like, you'd be like, Oh, we're in a minor. I'm, okay. I know where that is. You know, I know, I know my keys. I know some scales, but I can't read notes. Huh. So every, everything I learn is by ear or by like guitar tablature. Okay which is just lines and numbers. So that's mm-hmm. really easy for me. Yeah. You also mentioned that you had a couple uh, instrumental albums that you, you put together. Was it last year or this year? I did two instrumental albums this year. Um, so I, I think I have. And we're only in May. <laughs> yeah. I, I was uh, working pretty hard this year. I don't Something happened like. Man. beginning of the year where I'm just like, I am going to concentrate on my music this year. And it's kind of been a flood. I like a lot of this stuff was old ideas that I was kicking around on the instrumental albums. Anyways, I have these albums called uh, Prairie dogs have plague and there's, there's four, vo- Prairie dogs have yep, plague. there's four volumes of it and they're all instrumental. Um, and they're weird kind of quirky, playful, albums of just songs Mm -hmm. that didn't the the songs didn't really develop into a song that i could sing and and turn into like a full song it's just these like mini songs so some of them are a minute long some of them are three or four minutes long but they just worked really well as instrumentals and we're in um south dakota in the badlands and there's this sign that says prairie dogs have plague with an exclamation point I'm like, that is the coolest name for an album. So I took a picture. I took a picture of the sign. And then I think I I did some Photoshop work and and put a prairie dog and a and a goat. And that was the <laughs> album cover. So and then that was the first one or the that, second that was one? for the first one, yeah. Okay. Um and my son helps me with some of the titles on on some of the songs. So they're they're real weird. <laughs> Real weird titles. <laughs> and what's the what's the second one? Uh, volume two, Prairie Dogs at Plague, Volume Two. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so it's oh, they're they're volumes. Yeah, right, yeah. So it. there's there's four different albums of of uh, instrumental stuff. And this is these are all played by you. 
Yeah. Yep. All the all the Prairie Dog have Plague albums are all the instruments are me. Every everything on on those the guitars and the weird synthesizers and recorded, uh, mixed, mastered everything. That was all you. Yes, I wear all the hats. Wow. Yeah. It, which uh, having Talk muscular dystrophy is is difficult um, to get. Like I'll sit down to to play, and sometimes by the time I get my guitar on, I'm tired already. Or if I have to, yeah. you know, mic something up and I'm adjusting the microphones, that wears me out really quick. So, man, that's inspiring for me, you know, because what you, I could only imagine. Now you're 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 giving a, a small taste of what it is like, just the simple things of getting your your guitar ready and all that, and you're already wiped out, but you still manage to muscle up enough uh, mustard in you to to produce these records and to make this music and me sometimes i was talking to you a little bit before we started recording about my my funny little setup and so um it only takes me a few minutes to set up but sometimes i'm like oh god i wish i could just have it you know a, a station where it's already set up and i could just get right to it and not have to put everything together what am i complaining about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's actually what I've started to do is leave my uh, microphones on my guitar amps and leave my vocal mic set up ready to go so that when I'm inspired or when I'm ready to go, it's just there. And all I have to do is turn my stuff on and yeah. grab my guitar. So what I'm, what I'm hearing right now is like the things that you, you are dealing with and, and you still produce and make music that there's really no excuses if you want to do something. And I guess for you, it's a passion and something that you love. So that pain or that struggle or that hurt, all that discomfort is, is worth, you know, getting past. So you can go ahead and like you said, express yourself and create the best way you know how mm-hmm. through music. Um, yeah. I, I, Definitely, it, it blocks me. I mean, there's a lot of nights where I'm just like, I'm really motivated. I really want to go sit at my desk and work in my studio and work on that song, but I'm tired. I fell down earlier or whatever it was. I did this or that. I'm tired from just whatever it is. I'm not going to do it tonight. And yeah. like last year, maybe it was the year before, I don't know, there was a period of a good seven months where I just, I didn't even pick up my guitar. Wow. And it, it like, I don't know. I think I maybe got a little depressed about it for a little bit there, but then I just shook it off my own, kick my own butt and picked it up. And it, my arms felt so sludgy getting back into it, but the more I play, the easier that gets. So, and I guess that's also that, like how you said, exercise can help out. I mean that that in a way, right? That's mm-hmm. the 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 way that you're having to move your, your shoulders or your hands or your fingers. I mean, in a sense, that's exercise. It's definitely movement, right? So, like any kind of movement helps. You know, if if you're in a similar situation where you're you've got an ailment of some kind and it's slowing you down, you know, the best thing you can probably do for yourself is is get up and move a little bit. Even if you can't get up, just move something, do something, exercise your mind. If if you can't exercise your body too. What was the fire in you this year to, um, to get you to, to work the way you have it? It just, you cut that bug and you just couldn't stop. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what it was. I mean, 
I'm getting older. I'm going to be 46 this year. And it's not that old, but you know, time is not, we're not here a long time. Yeah. How does it go? I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, I have, I had a lot of ideas recorded over the last 15 years that I kind of wanted to flush out and work on them. So Prairie Dogs 3 came out in February or March. And then Prairie Dogs Have Plague 4 came out in the beginning of May. So I've, I was kind of working on them both a little bit simultaneously, but... Yeah, kind of, kind of went quickly, and then there's the third album that I'm working on, which is all full real songs with me singing and you know with actual hooks that you can sing along with, and and you write your music too. Then I, w- I would assume. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's all original. That's what I can respect. Yeah. So um, again, now you were talking about the albums. So uh, you have uh, all of this available. You said on on. Pretty much all the the major platforms, the YouTube, Spotify. Yep, everything's out there. Or um, there's more information on um, my website, nadermusic.com. And you can buy the albums there or read my bio. or um, I think it's about all you can do there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there there are some videos probably out there, too. Oh, cool. And it sounds like you had, like in... in, um, in your life in general, you have a, a a good woman by your side that has helped you help you get through Amazing those tough one. times. Yes. Yep. Yeah. We've been married 20, 23 years. So yeah, she's stuck by me through thick and thin, sicker and sicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did the, I had the whole cancer thing in 2016 and, but yeah, she's, she's great. That's your so, rock right there. Yes. Yep. That's a beautiful thing sure. to have too, especially so you don't have to um, fight that good fight alone. And you also have children, right? You said your son helps you. Um, I don't know if it's just with the music yep. or yeah, he helps with the with, titles. Uh, yeah, he helps with the song <laughs> titles and he helps around the house quite a bit too. Um, he's 21. And then um, my other son is 27 and my daughter is 29. Okay, you have three children. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Adults. Three adults. <laughs> and enjoying your the, your life the best you can. Like this. This is, man. I'm I'm just uh, like I told you beforehand. Every time I I uh, I get to hear these stories, there's they're, they're all unique in their own way. But um, the things that you've had to uh, endure, you know, the, these things that I myself can take for granted, you know, just having um, all my functionalities working properly and, and, and things like that. And you can really take it for granted until it's stripped from you or you find yourself in some mm-hmm. kind of predicaments where it wasn't what, is, what it once was. But um, you really seem to find a, a better way, especially with you uh, taking action and becoming your own personal health provider. Yep. And that's definitely. and that seemed to really pay off. We prescribe self-care. There you go. Lots there of you it. go. <laughs> Take two of these and call me in the morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so you uh, it's probably well no, you know what whether it's accessible or not, like say mainstream, but I mean speaking of the cannabis, I mean you can find that everywhere. You probably could even just grow it in the house and um 
who knows, maybe one day the, the regulations would change where you're at. I think soon. I mean, now that we're surrounded by legal, time, right? Yeah, we're surrounded by legal states. They're not going to want to let that tax money go to Michigan or Illinois or Minnesota. So yeah, they, they're like, well, also- their sports teams are going to get better than us because they have all that tax money. So <laughs> we got to you know buy the Packers a new stadium. Let's legalize marijuana, cannabis. Yeah, anything for the sports teams. Yes, <laughs> that's what, that's what they should they they could get behind that. I'm sure the Republicans could get behind that, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Anything for the Packers. <laughs> the Cheeseheads. Yeah, yo. Are you a big sports fan? Or you could care less about No, it? I don't I don't watch any sports at all. I'm more concerned about when the Foo Fighters are touring or who's got a new album coming out. Okay, music. That's, that's my Yep. Oh. How about like well, I know you were talking about because of your your physical condition that you're not able to play live anymore. Do do you play here and there, or you you're not playing live at all? I I was doing the national anthem every year at a um a, like a five k ten k running race, but I didn't oh, do cool. that this year because just couldn't do it. Like winter beat me up this year. So um, and then last yeah. year I did do. I did do a gig with a band that I um, recorded and produced um, and play, I played bass on their album. So then I, I went and played bass for them live on their CD release show, which that, you know, took me a lot of work to build up to that, to play that show with them. Um, and I, I love it. I miss it. The, the one thing that really, I, I think still kind of irks me and, and I would probably try to put a band together or something if, if, all the stages were accessible, but you go to these venues mm. and there's either no stairs or stairs without a railing. Um, or yeah, just that you just, Oh, you have to just climb up on the stage, you know, just, just climb up there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that was, that, that was that. another big reason behind me, you know, stopping my, my live thing is there's just not accessible stages. Would you play standing up or are you sitting down? I, these days I would play standing up still. So it's probably just easier to, to get around and do what I need to do because getting up from a seated position is not easy. Now I'm, I'm just, forgive me for my ignorance. Now you said it's pretty much all of your muscles. Is that in your, your neck included? Like, Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. All the muscles. So even holding your holding your head straight, or yeah, yeah. After a while, like my head, my neck gets tired by the end of the day. My my neck muscles are are ready for a break. Wow. That... Um. Just sitting sitting at my desk right now. Um, I've been talking for about an hour, and my core is quite tired from from holding me up. Actually. So. Wow. My God. And still managing to do what you do and create all of this. Do you want to hear something? Yeah, go ahead. Shoot. Yeah, like crazy about like winter and like Wisconsin is like negative 40, right? uh, Oh, God. Yeah, that's I mean, we I don't know what the worst of it this year was, but we we've gotten down to, you know, negative 50, 60, 70. I think with the wind chills, it, it gets nuts, but shivering and being cold, like. I can feel the muscles like those muscles will hurt so bad after like if I've been cold for a while. So to keep the heat cranked up and standard blankets wow. all winter long. Damn. 
So winter, I know some places are more severe than others in Wisconsin. Is that's ridiculous? That's not even bearable. But um, so pretty much, you know, oh. it, it puts you on your butt, huh? Yeah, literally. Um, it, it's so icy out too. Ah. Like that's the. I think that's probably the worst thing about winter. Winter is going outside when it's snowy and icy, and I get this like immense fear of like falling in that shit. I don't know if I could say that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, go ahead. Drop, drop it. So yeah, like I, I go outside and, and it's just, everything's covered in this glare of ice and he's, oh, like I just, <laughs> it grosses me out and freaks me out. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, the, the fear that I feel from that, seeing that ice and walking on it is immense. Um, but I, I do use, I have these things I put on my shoes called yak tracks. They like just kind of slip over and they're kind of like this, like a spring Cleats. thing, kind of like not, not so much like a cleat, but like a, um, kind of like a yeah, metal traction or like, I like chains. If you put chains on a, okay. on a truck or, or something yeah. like over the wheels, like that's kind of what it is on your, on your shoes. And that helps me from falling but it's still scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could imagine that's like facing the beast. Every time you, you uh, step outside. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Like, there's this thing that happens to me too, where if I'm trying to get off of a step, like I'll, I'll step and then like, uh, I don't want to do it. And I get inside my own head and, and it makes it like way harder to get off the step. And my wife and I call that little horsing. Cause we saw there's this video of this like little horse, like a little pony trying to get out of a trailer and it's like a four or five inch drop and the, he can do it. He could do it. He just got, just got to go little horse. Just, you know, he just has to do it, but he doesn't want to do it. He's just too scared. But then when he does it, it's like, Oh yeah, that was really super easy. It was, so, yeah, it wasn't all that bad. It's like, you got to, yeah. but you, it's just that hope the build up to it. Right. Yeah. You don't want to get inside your head in those moments. Man, so. yeah, you can really talk yourself out of a lot of things. Oh, I mean, yeah. Just from you know. making music or or that's kind of like just getting out of your comfort zone. You can really talk yourself out of mm-hmm. so much. I, I lie to myself every night. I go up the stairs. I, I say, I'm strong, I'm healthy, and I'm full of energy. And like <sighs> it, it'll, it'll help. Like I, I think if I tell myself that another 10,000 times, maybe I'll believe it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fake it till you make it. So I just, I, exactly. I just, I keep doing that when I go up the stairs and at some nights I'll, I'll get stuck at the top, but I mean, we live in a, a really old farmhouse. So the stairs are old and wooden and they're each one's a different height and a different like width. So like coming up and down those stairs, a little freaky. That's tough too, because there's a lot of homes here in, in Germany. They're the two story homes, and then either elderly people or people that aren't physically able to get up those stairs. Like that's a process in itself. Mm-hmm. And you're saying every every night you getting up the stairs when you're ready to wrap it yeah. up and call it a, yeah. a night is a that's a struggle, and still fighting a good fight, Nate. Keep on keeping on. Yeah, there's an old saying, you can't stop a stepper. Uh, I haven't heard that one, but can't stop a nader either. <laughs> I just keep going and keep there going. There you go. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a fight and, and you you got to 
you definitely got a, a strong spirit and will in you. I know, like you said, I mean, I could only imagine that every day is in a win, but you know, we have we have our, our highs and our lows, but if if you're not always on that low slope and um, you, you do manage to balance out and, and, and you just build off of that. And it seems like you're doing a lot better. And, and man, it was it was really inspiring and encouraging it to hear some of the, the challenges that I wouldn't have thought that you have to deal with on a daily basis. But outside of that, still creating, producing, doing what you do. Man, that is just kicking ass in general. There you go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I really appreciate you you setting time aside and us hooking up and, and being able to uh, hear your story. Is there anything that you'd like to uh, leave off with? I know I took up a lot of your time already, especially you holding up. Oh, that's been fun. Hearing how you get down with the get down. Get up with the boogie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, it's, it's nice to kind of get my story out. And I mean, if there's other people out there in my position, I think it's good for them to to see someone who's yes. out there creating and just doing the best that they can. Even even when you can't, like you just you gotta accept those bad days and take them for what they are. But get back on the horse the next day if you can. So that's right. And one more time, like if. Uh People want to um, get in uh, touch with some of your work. You said you have a website. Can you can you um, one more time plug that in? Yes, it's Nader Music, N A T E R Music, M U S I C dot com. NaderMusic dot com. That's what my dad used to call me when I was little. Is Nader? Nader. <laughs> yep, oh, Nader Bader. Dark, yeah, dark. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say dark Nader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and then all the music's available yeah. on all the streaming services and under Nathaniel Rowland. Not to be confused with Nathaniel Rowland, who's some murderer guy, but. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. To, that's funny that you have a. a I name. wanted to change my artist name after that, but <laughs> I didn't. Mm, I, so. I wonder. Now, speaking of that, you know, uh, I wonder if you ever heard of the Night Stalker. That. Sounds familiar. I've watched a little bit of true crime stuff. Okay, yeah. Only reason I say that is because you said you have a name similar or that sounds just like a serial killer. And in (laughs) my name, my full name happens to be the same name of if you look up the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, you can um, find him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so I think Richard Ramirez, like, yeah, okay, that (laughs) sounds familiar. It's like, okay. I mean, the the (laughs) name is so common, but. That happens, and I've to this day I cannot shake it. I I still get it. Some people, even here in Germany, I was surprised. I'm like, wait, in Germany, this guy was doing what he did in in California, but there was people that Richard, man, you know who you're, you know who who's <laughs> that? Yeah, I know all about him. Trust me, I know I know I, more about him than I I should even know, and that's only because of yeah, the damn name. <laughs> you know, one of my friends is a. Uh, Dean Bundy. Oh. Everyone's always asking me if he's related to Ted Bundy or Al Bundy. Or Al Bundy. <laughs> Shoe man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Peg. <laughs> that was that was when they were still making some good TV shows. That was La, uh, Married with Children. Yeah. That's a good, good, wholesome mm-hmm. show yeah, right there. <laughs> Maybe not wholesome, but it is a funny show. I love that show. No, it was. It was uh, a classic. Chris, Christina was- Aguilera, I give her all the props for 
for kicking so much ass having MS um, with that last show she was on. Um, oh, what's the name of that? Oh, did she? she has- no, no, no. You mean uh, Christina Applegate. Oh, yeah. Not Aguilera. Applegate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I get, yeah. Names are similar. Christina yeah, Apple- yeah, yeah. Applegate. I, I give her all the props for kicking ass on, um, I don't remember the name of the show, but it was really, really good. Did she, you said she had MS. Dead something. Yes. Multiple scler- sclerosis. She has that? She has. Yep. Yep. And I think she is oh, not going to act know. anymore because of that. So um, she's out. She's got like a cane now. And I think it's kind of, I don't say, I don't want to say it's cool that she has it, but it's cool to see when celebrities, you know, embrace it. They're like, this is what I have. And just screw you if you don't like it, you know, like I'm out here with my cane and doing yeah, my thing. Instead of trying to hide it. Yes, exactly. Not trying to hide it. Um, and, you know, I think I kind of did that even for, for a while. Like, like having a cane is not rock and roll. Mm. You know, like that's what I thought. How about these days? And now I disagree. Uh, I I totally rock the pimp cane. Big daddy cane. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nader cane. I didn't know that because I know she was still making, um, she was doing the Anchormans and she was still doing like, oh yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't that long ago, but I guess when it, when it starts deteriorating or, or starts progressing, it, it like, you know, it, you can't stop the train. Right. Yeah. The show she was on is called Dead to Me. Um, and that show is really good. If, if you or your viewers or listeners are looking for a good show. That's one. Okay, yeah, definitely have to check that one out. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I, um, I, re- I really enjoyed this talk, Nate. Before we wrap it up, if you can give three, it's kind of hard to wrap it up into three, but if you could pick three top albums of yours, what would they be? Albums by me or by other? I would say any, any musician, any band, any solo artist, whoever. Mark Lanigan, Blues Funeral, is right up there, my probably my number one. Um, and then anything by Tom Waits, um, is good. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like um, trying to pick like my favorite would maybe be real gone. I think is a good one. Uh huh. Um, and then, uh, let's, so trying to think of a third one. Who have I been listening to lately? I'm going to cheat here. And Christina look at Aguilera. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like she's, she's great. Like I had nothing against her. Um, oh man, hard to choose a third one, but we were just, my friend was over the other day and, and he was telling me about the, it's one of the, those old zombie movies, um, like the dead, dead by dawn. And it was like the original soundtrack from, from the 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, and the band is goblin or the artist is goblin. Like we'll we'll call that one my top number three for today. It's like okay. this eerie I'm have to do some homework. show synthesizer kind of music. It's it's great. It, check that one out. Zombie Z O M B I is the album that I was Goblin. Okay, got it. I have yep. some homework to do. Yep, yep. And then the artist is Goblin. So that's yeah. a that's a cool weird one. Let's throw that one out there. Or anything okay. by Mike Patton. He's he's good. He's the lead singer of Faith No More, Mr. Bungle. Um Phantomas. He actually, I, I think this band Phantomas inspired me to do the the Prairie Dogs at Plague albums because all of their songs were like 22 seconds long. 
and it was just screaming and guitars and drums and it, just this awesome fucking noise. <laughs> so that was the inspiration. Behind <laughs> and it. So, so I think that was, that was, it was saying to me, it's, it's okay to release really weird songs that are short and don't have a chorus or a verse. It's okay. What, whatever's in you, so, <laughs> just let it out. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Nate, thank you so much for your time. And, um, You have a great rest of the day, and I look forward to checking out your work. Thanks, Richard. It was a blast to be on. Simply put, you can't stop a stepper. And even with the cane, he's still stepping on, he's still rocking on. There's no stopping the show for him. All the pain, all the discomfort, the fatigue, the agony that he has to deal with on a daily basis. Even the conversation alone, like like he mentioned, his core was hurting, his neck muscles, that was challenging alone. Now imagine him working himself up to get in his studio and start recording to start creating music. The kind of love that he must have, that desire, that passion in him that he must have, that he's willing to go through all of the discomfort. He's willing to battle through it. He's willing to push through it so he could play his instruments, so he could create, so he can produce, so he can do something that he loves, so he can make music. When I heard that, I was really blown back. I was inspired, I was thinking about that even after the conversation. And that's what these conversations do for me. It gives me a time to where I can reflect on my own life, my own actions, things that I may take for granted, things that I might overlook until I see it from a different lens. Those that have handicaps, those that have illnesses and sicknesses that they're battling with and they're still living their life. They're still making the best out of their situation. And Nate's one of those people. It's crazy how many instruments he could play and it's inspiring. I told him more than a few times because it is. I'm not just saying it to blow smoke up in the air, but the attitude that he still had, that easygoing attitude. He has a good woman by his side. And that can make a huge difference for someone when you have support. And they found their alternatives through acupuncture, taking visits to the spa, the hot springs, a little bit of cannabis on the side, things that are helping him, things that are doing good for him. The music, of course, that's one thing. That's his love. Like he said, that's what he's built for. But also all these other things that he's added to his life to help him continue to be able to live his life the best that he possibly can to enjoy his life and then not just shell up and say, F it, I'm done. I've been dealt a bad hand and I don't give up. Mm. His attitude is completely different. His attitude is, I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to rock on. <laughs> right on. I can dig it. And he's got some good music. He continues to create. He works with other artists. You can check him out on his website. He has videos. He has projects that he's working on. People that he's worked with. Live shows. I, I think he even has live shows that he's been a part of. All of it on his website, which is natermusic.com. N-A-T-E-R music.com. All that information will be in the description box. So if you're into rock, if you're into blues, if you're into something funky, something groovy, be sure to check them out. 
And as a matter of fact, he released a new album this Friday, which was just a couple of days ago, June 30th. And the name of the album is Bad Part of Town. This man wears many hats. He produces, he mixes, he masters, he writes his own music. And I can't even off the top of my head spit out all of the instruments that he plays, but he spoke about it during our conversation. And it's just crazy to me. Talk about somebody who won't let anything stop him from doing what he loves, from creating. That's really, really encouraging to me. It was an honor to have him on. It was it was really a pleasure to listen to him, to chop it up with him, to hear him talk about the ups, the downs, of course, but that refreshing spirit that he has, that that good old rock and roll spirit, I guess, that he has in him, and how he's not letting anything, no matter the condition, every day is not a win, but he's still working, he's, do, he's still doing what he loves despite that, and that's really what the show is about. It's about people who they haven't threw in the towel. I mean, even if life has beat them up, if it's burned them, if it's bit them and chewed on them and spit them out, they came back, bounced back, and they used that for one hell of a comeback. Nate, without a doubt, you are a giant amongst us. I was reminded of an old quote. If anybody's ever seen the movie Blow, there was a scene where Young is... I think they're sitting at a restaurant and he's talking with his father and his father tells him, sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you'll be up again. But life goes on. What we choose to do with it, our life, every day makes all the difference. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this experience. It's been my honor it's been a pleasure. So thank you again to all the listeners far and wide from all corners of the earth, all corners of the globe that have tuned in, that have listened. And again, thank you to all the guests from the beginning to now that have took time and shared a piece of their life with the rest of us. You are appreciated. I do look forward to connecting and meeting more people with interesting stories, with great takes on life and that have had their bouts, that have had their struggles, but that have made a way. And a little update because I am not even thinking about, but I'm going to work on my own website and and eventually have that up and running to where the episodes can be found there, uh, blog posts or information on past guests and things that they're doing and projects that they're involved in and um, to have that little house set up for giants amongst us so eventually that's going to be the jam a nice proper house built a website for giants amongst us i did open up the instagram account and but for right now i'm kind of just refocusing my energy my efforts into something else trying to get back grounded not and not to be so scatterbrained about everything but to work towards, to build, and to help create a quality experience for the show, for the listeners, and for everybody that I have the opportunity with being able to speak with and roll out the carpet so that they can speak their piece and share their story. For me, it's more important that it's 
quality over quantity. And it has to mean something. And it has to be genuine. So there's no funk to be faked. So basically, I'm just reshifting, refocusing the energy towards creating the best environment for this podcast, for this show, for the guests and people that I have the opportunity to speak with. So that's what I'm focused on and that's what I strive to do. It's still a work in progress. So the human experience in all shapes, forms, dances, shapes and wiggles. So thank you again to everybody that has tuned in. I always enjoy hearing back from you, your thoughts, your opinions, things that you've heard from past guests or topics that have been covered and it spoke to you in a certain way. If you all find value in the show, you can rate it, you can review it, you can share it with a friend. We're going to still continue to build this thing organically. And also, if you would like to be a part of the show and share your story or even a story of someone in your life that has impacted you in a positive way, you could always reach out to me via email. I'd be happy to connect. Until next time, and very soon, peace. Looking for a sign to know I'm on the right road. Ain't seen no sign since Jericho.